Is a popular popular podcast. Do not be afraid. Welcome to Popular History, a library of Catholic knowledge and insights brought to you daily. My name is Greg, and this is the second of our twenty-one part series on the new cardinals Pope Francis announced this past Sunday. I've got some admin to start, and you're welcome to jump ahead to the three-minute mark if you want to skip that. Future Greg here. Nice try. How about 4 minutes and 50 seconds? I've made some decisions about how I'm going to schedule coverage of current events, like that recent announcement of new cardinals, as they come up in the future. The way I see it, there are three kinds of current events we'll cover in the show. Let's break them up into categories. A Category 1 current event is something that's worth talking about, but not worth interrupting our regular cadence for. After all, Our regular cadence has space already for current events on Saturdays, alongside our coverage of modern cardinals. We'll call these segments Cardin News. Cardin News is whatever's got Rome buzzing this week. It won't be exhaustive, because, seriously, I have five kids and a full-time job. In any event, whatever it is won't replace any of our modern Cardinals Saturday content. It'll just get tacked onto it. Think about it like the Pope Watch segments from Pontifax. And if you don't know what I mean, you should really listen to more Pontifax. The next level, Category 2 current events, are the sort of things we're dealing with right now. Something that's got me, and hopefully you, excited, but not something that will necessarily be particularly interesting to the general public. For things in this category, I want to give them their own episodes as needed, but I don't want to make logistical challenges for myself. So we'll do those during the week and often enough on Sundays, too. But Saturdays, and final Fridays, and possibly other days depending on the scenario, will be off-limits for logistical reasons. So even at the Category 2 event we're in now with these new Cardinals, the Modern Cardinal series on Saturdays is going to continue ticking along on their previously set schedule, because I don't want to figure out too many unexpected changes of plan with my temporary co-hosts, who were kind enough to help me with First Judgment sections, and I want it to be easy for people who are browsing around to find the First Judgment sections on the final Friday of every month. Um, Starting, well, not this month, but next month, but you get the idea. It's going to be a little strange having our existing modern Cardinals showing up in the middle of our coverage of Cardinals Elect, but as usual, I'll set the stage for the topic on every episode to help keep things clear so they know what you're listening to. Of course, you can also use the customized RSS feeds on popularhistory.com, if, for example, you want to binge the new Cardinals. I'll go ahead and set them up with their own subsection under Cardinal Numbers in the website. This is also a good time to mention that I'm going to have solemn high pod episodes avoid the weekends. I do want to have them as close to the solemnity as possible, but I do like the idea of having that regular and fairly predictable weekend cadence for more casual fans who aren't going to be listening to this every day. Maybe they just want to do the Saturdays. So. Solemn high pods will show up early if the solemnity falls on a weekend, or if it's a final Friday, so we're doing first judgment, I will go ahead and do the solemn high pod a day or two early. Hopefully you'll see the patterns as we go, and if not, well, just know, new content every day. That's the shtick. That's continuing. Then there's Category 3. Category 3 events will take over the show when they happen, because they're relevant to our interest, 
and they're big enough that even the general public will be aware of them, and hopefully, you know, quite interested. The obvious example here is a papal transition. Like I mentioned in the daily episode overview, I do have a plan for the next conclave, which will take over this show when the time comes as a Category 3 event. That'll be overriding all of our regularly scheduled programming. It's a big deal. Though, obviously, I wish many more years to any pontiffs who happen to be tuning into this show. Okay, well, that's half my target word count already for today. But hey, at least that's out of the way. Go ahead and take a quick breath and stretch your legs. Pause if you need to. Look, I won't judge. Then I'll see you back here to talk about the second new cardinal on Pope Francis's list. Claudio Gugarotti was born in Verona, Italy, on October 7, 1955. He was ordained as a priest for the Diocese of, you guessed it, Verona, in 1982, when he was 26. A pretty standard age for ordination of those who discern the priesthood pretty much right off. He got degrees in Eastern languages and literature, as well as liturgy. Hopefully he studied patristics as well, because he definitely taught that, alongside his degree focuses at institutions in Verona. He also taught at the Pontifical Oriental Institute in Rome. In 1985, he entered the Curia, and in a nutshell today, you're going to see what the back office route to being a cardinal looks like. Anyways, uh, Claudio's curial service kicked off in 1985 when he joined up with the Congregation for Eastern Catholics. In brief, that's all the Catholics who aren't specifically Roman. If you know orthodoxy, think that, but with the Pope at the top. And if you don't know orthodoxy, well, we'll get into all that eventually, but not today. Suffice to say, if you only think of Roman Catholics when you think of Catholics, well, you're not the only one who does that, unfortunately, but you are missing out on another 23 churches that fall under the general umbrella of Catholicism. Anywho, you don't get to be a cardinal without rising through the ranks. And yes, that's a Totalis Rankium reference there. Another podcast for you. Anyways, Claudio was made undersecretary of the Congregation of Eastern Churches in 1997, which is actually a much more distinguished post than the word undersecretary might seem to imply. In 2001, Claudio got to put his Eastern chops to use in the wider world, being made a titular archbishop and appointed as nuncio, which is Vatican-speak for ambassador, to Armenia. Now, one thing I learned when I was working on my Cardinals database back in the day was that nunciatures tend to come in waves. Once you've got one on your resume, you're just as likely to have five. So keep that in mind as I tell you that he was also appointed nuncio to Georgia at the same time, as well as Azerbaijan less than a week later. So, uh, yeah, things move quickly once you get into the Vatican's diplomatic service. I should probably note that the titular part of the archbishop title I mentioned before means he didn't really have any admin work to do in terms of being a bishop. Titular sees are defunct dioceses the Vatican used to give oomph without giving that work. The fact that he was personally consecrated as archbishop by Pope St. John Paul II, and that the new archbishop was name-dropped by the sainted pontiff in a homily linked in the show notes, doesn't change that, though it was a nice touch. Now, this part may be something of an awkward observation. I'm sorry for any diplomatic incidents I'm causing here. But when you take the general upward trajectory of the career paths of folks who wind up as cardinals, 
and the way nuncios tend to add and shift posts as they go, you can often get a sense of the relative priority of different countries from the Vatican's perspective, which are considered, you know, bigger jobs. And often that's as simple as population, right? After a decade serving his triple nunciature to the Caucasus, Archbishop Gugarati was moved to the post of Apostolic Nuncio to Belarus in 2011, then Ukraine in 2015, and finally Great Britain in 2020. And as you probably gathered from hints along the way, the Cardinal-elect is apparently fluent in a large number of languages, English among them. His accent in the video I've linked in the show notes is decidedly British, which is fair given his role at the time, but I suspect if he were made nuncio to the USA, he could just as easily pick up whichever American accent suited best. Now, that USA posting didn't happen, and probably won't happen, because in 2022, Archbishop Gugarati was called back to Rome to serve not only as prefect of the Dicastery of Eastern Churches, where he had been undersecretary before, if you can think back to before I said all that nuncio stuff, but also as Grand Chancellor of the Pontifical Oriental Institute, where he had taught. So, yeah, it all came together, to such an extent that it wasn't too much of a surprise when he popped up in the second spot on Pope Francis's list on Sunday. Alright, that's enough for today. If you paid attention yesterday, you know the drill. I am counting these episodes as part of cardinal numbers, so I will figure out how to do a first judgment round for these folks as well, probably airing on the consistory day. Then we'll let us see who among the cardinals elect will get a deeper look and the full Rexipod rating and ranking treatment at some point in the distant future. For now, well, thank you for listening. God bless you all.